Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Dwayne Bussey of Bolt Marketing, and we're seeing mixed trade in both grain and livestock futures right now. Uh, we started off with some pressure this morning in the corn market, Dwayne, and we scored more new contract lows. You know, is that market still trying to probe for some sort of a low here? I see we're trying to bounce off those levels finally. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. It's trying to find a low after the bearish January USD report we got. I think what we'll do is we'll find this low. I, I put out 430 as my guess of somewhere where it might bottom, but it really is just a guess, Michelle. It'll, I mean, the trade action is still bearish. I think what we'll do is we'll find a low and then we're just going to establish a range uh, that we'll trade probably for the next few months until we get into talk about spring planting acreage report. You know, so maybe it's 430, 450, um, maybe 460 if Brazil has a problem weather-wise. So that's what I'm looking for now. Yeah, probing to find that low. Well, we always hate January. We kind of get into the winter doldrums and then add to it the bearish report from last week. And then the funds being as short as they are, are they going to push this much farther, do you think? Why not? I guess, you know, yeah, they're short 200,000 plus right now. But you and I were talking earlier. I mean, they've gone as as low as 320,000 short this market back in 2019. And you look at the carry in the market. I mean, if a fund is short, as the contract expires, they can just sell into the carry and let it come down to where the current price is. I mean, that's really what happened in March corn, right? We all thought 441 might hold because D's got down to there. And, you know, now we're back down to that level. So yeah, why not stay short? If anything else, they might even sell more, which is very bearish and sounds horrible, but it's the case we're in. Right. And every time we bounce, like we are currently, um, it seems like that's another opportunity for the funds to sell some more and open interest keeps going up, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And you're right. You know, as we're watching the markets today, you know, well off the lows, I start to smile a little bit and think, well, maybe if we close on the highs, maybe we've seen the low and then, you know, market will peter out into the close because more funds step in and sell. Yeah, there's just more shorts getting added to this all the time, which isn't a bearish thing, Michelle. You know, if everyone gets leaning really far on one side of the boat, you could tip it over. But I think I remember saying that last Friday going into the USD report and that didn't work out for me either. Yeah, I know. That was a bearish shock for sure to this market. Okay, wheat's not doing corn really any favors here with new contract lows yesterday. And then earlier today, we did the same in Kansas City and Minneapolis. Again, we're trying to bounce off those levels, but are these little too? I... I sure hope so. I would think so. I don't quite understand, especially the Minneapolis market, you know, which I'm up closer in the spring wheat area. Our, our stocks are really low at de deliverable uh, locations. Our yield was much better than everyone anticipated this year. So I understand being a little bit bearish after harvest, but boy, seasonally, we should have bottomed a long time ago in this market and come back. And, and as we're speaking, it's looking better today. It's oversold. It's very much, very much due for a bounce. But I don't have bullish stories, sadly, to tell you why the wheat market has to rally, other than you know, it is going to have to compete for some acres at some point in time next year. But the acreage battles are already starting to feel like who has to take the acres. Yeah, and it's understandable to see maybe HRW wheat down at these levels. We've had some better precip in a lot of those areas, haven't we? But Minneapolis doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And Minneapolis often doesn't make sense if I'm being honest with you trading it. But yeah, to me, the, the stocks are still very tight for uh, the high protein wheat. So that's the wheat market that should find the bottom first. And it's just not, Michelle. It's it's finding new lows. But I, I guess to summarize, though, I sure wouldn't sell it down here. Gotcha. 
Soybeans have been on both sides of steady already this morning. Again, every time we get a bit of a rally here in the market, the funds come in and sell that. And some of this has been to, uh, kind of contributed to some of this Brazilian weather, but also now this China GDP data, right? Yeah, that was a big story yesterday. Uh, negative econ economic outlooks out of China, you know, a smaller population, less hogs are going to feed. Everything kind of snowballed into a sharply lower soybean market yesterday. But I really thought down 20 was overdoing it. And I thought soybeans would see a nice bounce today. Now, granted, we're not closed. Maybe we can still get there, but still sluggish this morning. Now, we are holding that $12 area, which I think is a psychological number. And I think we should hold it myself. I, I could see a rally back to 12.25, 12.32, maybe just a dead cat bounce. You know, it, we're still tight stocks in the U.S., but I, I get it. The, the ending stocks did grow this last report, so it's trending the wrong direction. And weather's starting to get a little bit drier, maybe for Argentina and Brazil, at least the forecast is. Maybe that's a stretch, but I don't know. I'm trying to summarize by saying I think beans should bottom here. Yeah, they should. $12 has got a hold here. My question to you about that is, Soybean meal had a big key reversal or a big reversal anyways yesterday. That meal market's been not only tied into the China situation you talk about, but anticipation of a big relief in Brazil or uh, Argentina's crops. So if meal is going down, will that drag us under $12? It very well could. It's a good thing you brought up. Yeah, that soybean meal market, that chart's been kind of interesting. You got a key reversal up and then a key reversal lower right away again, really rejected it. We're seeing obviously the big NOPA crush numbers, right? Our crush is up four to 5% year over year. That's great. We put more plants out there. We kind of knew this was going to happen. The thing is we need demand to take away that soybean meal and the soybean oil. Now, most of these plants, I think we're actually being built for more of the soybean oil side of things, the veg oil side, the long-term demand. So meal is starting to feel a little bit of pressure of we're going to crush more soybeans here domestically and have more meal on hand. So yeah, it's feeling the pressure in Argentina's crop. People are talking about that could be as high as a record. Now I just mentioned there's trending a little bit drier, so I don't know if they can get there. So yeah, it's all feeling the pressure. And you're right, uh, soybean, raw soybeans will not rally without soybean meal, at least finding a bottom. Gotcha. What about the cattle market? We're up here today. Obviously, the boxes have had a nice run here, but is it that? Is it the cattle on feed report positioning? What's driving it? Probably the biggest thing is I think we got to the point funds finally stopped selling it. Um, okay. And they weren't selling to go short. They were selling to get out of long positions. You know, that was the big downturn in this market here recently. But it really helped when the weather started to change too. Boxes started to climb higher. These winter storms, I, I think last time you and I talked, I thought we should have built a bigger weather premium in this cattle market. I think we're playing catch up on that, Michelle, finally rallying back there. I get it. The weights are already very heavy, but I, I think these cattle are losing weight out there right now. We had huge winter storms followed by a blast of cold weather. So uh, I think packers are going to come out looking for cash. I think they'll need cash cattle. And I think feedlots are going to feel like we don't have to sell them right now because they lost weight recently and they might want to put that weight back on. So nice, strong up market right before a cattle on feed report. Impressive on a Thursday. Yeah, no doubt. And hopefully we can hold this cash together a little bit higher this mm -hmm. week. Um, what about technically? You know, are we running up into some chart resistance that you're worried about? Is this a place where we need to be selling or hedging or what? Yeah, it's a place where I'm starting to get nervous. We're about a 38% retracement level for February and for April. Um, nice, pretty upward trend off the bottom, right? But if you're looking at the charts bigger picture, you could say this is just the bounce back up in a longer term downward trending market. I don't think that's the case, Michelle. I, 
I think we pulled back. And if I look back in like monthly charts, to me, we pulled back just to where we have a long-term upward trend line in live cattle. So charts that you can squeeze them enough or push them out far enough to make them kind of go to your side anyway. And I think the cattle market's still strong and bullish, but we are getting very overbought here. So I don't want to be long anymore going into tomorrow's report. We're due for a bit of a correction, but I'm still bullish long-term. Yeah. And we have had a correction in hogs, but we're kind of struggling a little bit. Do you think that market is looking kind of tired? Maybe a little bit. We started to rally off the seasonal lows, right? And cash market's starting to come around a little bit. But I keep hearing from guys on the production side of things that production is still very high. Weights are still high. Uh, we tried to build a, build a bit of a weather premium, which you really don't have to that much in hogs other than the transportation issue. So no, I think we kind of ran our course there, maybe getting a little tired, like you said. Yeah. And conversely, you back up hogs, don't you? Yeah, we can. That, yeah, it can have a negative effect. You know, they're nice and toasty warm in those barns, so those weights might stay high. Okay, thanks for joining us. Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. That is Markets Now.